Hey guys, welcome back to Jesus Time. I'm your host, Gisela Liu, and we are going to talk about what Jesus tells us in our times with him. And today I have a very special guest. I'm over the moon. Do you hear her squealing? Because (laughs) this is the vibe, you guys. So one of my favorite things to do on this podcast is have the people I love, admire, and I see Jesus in so that I can ask them about their lives and their motivations and how they see the world and most of all, what they think of Jesus and how Jesus talks to them. So today we have the one and only epic (laughs) queen of queens. I know. Christia Lomas. Hey guys. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, and I'm I am honored to be here. I am honored. I love this woman so much. And one of the reasons I want to have her on here, not only do I love her, but she is the kind of person that will walk into an event, a situation, a relationship, everything, and elevate the quality, the mood, the um <laughs> The vision, that's just who she is and what she does. And she's a very uh, achieving kind of gal. The Enneagram, man. (laughs) The Enneagram, right? If you are into the Enneagram, she identifies as a three who is the achiever. (laughs) And she lives up to that, let me tell you. So, Chrissy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, Tell us, first of all, um, kind of who you are. Um, where you've been, like UF, you've graduated, where you've worked, and where you're headed? Ooh, good question. Okay. So I'll give you guys a quick synopsis of who I am. I'm Christia. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up in Jacksonville, also in Miami area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I graduated from UF a Woo-hoo. couple years ago with a degree in microbiology. Microbiology. Yes, that was a couple years ago. Um, I was working as a medical assistant and then doing research at Mayo after that. Right now, I am about to transition into med school at FIU. Med school! Literally in two days, I'm starting, so I'm so excited. But yeah, just trying to fulfill the calling that God has called me to, Mm. being a doctor, so excited to get that started i banged on the table i hope they can't hear it's that. fine i hope they do hear it i hope they do hear the intensity and I'm the joy and the back. drive <laughs> holding back don't hold back i'll scream <laughs> but yeah that's a little bit about me that's so exciting and then in addition to your academic pursuits which are amazing tell us a little bit about your musical oh. stuff oh. love music um Music's been in my life forever. Uh, I've been involved in worship since like high school. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Oh my gosh, it's my one of it's my favorite ministry to serve in. I can't even say one of. It's my favorite. It is your favorite. My yeah. favorite one to serve in. It feels weird to not serve in worship. I believe <laughs> it's it. So awesome. Love that ministry. Mm. I've been doing music like forever. to some acapella college. Yes. Fun. You can give a shout out to your girls. Shout out to the seductives. Search us on Spotify. <laughs> we're kind of really cool. So we're also on YouTube. So yeah, you yes. might see us on my arrangements. So you know what I mean? Seductives. And you would arrange music I, for it. So and fun. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I know. And guys, I have to tell you, I have seen them live, and they are by far the best female acapella group I have ever, ever heard. Ever. They're outstanding. You hype us up. They're awesome, though. Yes. They're kind of really awesome. (laughs) 
Good. And then for the uh, worship ministry, you yeah. sing, you play mm-hmm. piano. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot to say that. <laughs> say, oh, that's okay. I, will, I know all the things. And I'm ready to give you shout-outs and all the things. Okay. So, all right. Let's start there. Okay. Let's start there because your face yeah. really lit up when you talked Gosh. about worship ministry. So, what about the worship ministry and serving in the worship ministry and bringing your excellence at, in music to that? Um, why does that give you such joy? That's such a good question. Oh, there's just so many things. I feel like, you know, like God makes it very clear with passions. I feel like they're very like God given our desires. Mm. And even from like before even getting saved, I knew music was something that I wanted to pursue. And getting saved was like the ignition to the fire. Where God was like, well, why don't you serve with what I've given you? So just like going through that and like Mm. worship is, it's so much more than like, Sunday, yes, that's like mm-hmm. one of the greatest joys is to like mm-hmm. not even being not even the singing part. It's the hearing the body of Christ singing together. Mm. Is, oh my gosh, it's a taste of heaven every week. Like oh, that's literally what we're gonna be doing in heaven is yeah. worshiping with the people around us. Mm-hmm. Like that is beautiful, and it's a taste of heaven on earth. Love it. And it's like it's just such a beautiful gift from God, and like the opportunity and the gift and the grace that I could like serve among these other talented musicians mm. and lead people. Like that's. Oh, next level don't deserve it god is so gracious oh. but even like past that like yeah the fellowship and the mm. the discipleship that comes with being a worship leader mm. is something that i didn't anticipate to be honest but okay. like it's yes it's it's helped me grow in excellence in musicianship for sure but also just becoming like more um what's the word like ept i guess in the word of god mm. and because josiah was saying this the other day and i was like that's so true he was talking about how um, as a worship leader, we have to be strong in the word mm. and know what we're singing about. Mm. Like I've learned that being among other worship, like you mm. and like so many of the leaders <laughs> I've, I've gotten to so blessed to me to work with um, and serve alongside. I've just learned so much about like mm. being, yes, the excellence in musicianship, but also being firm in the word mm. and knowing what I'm singing about and knowing the weight of leading Ooh. a congregation. Cause it's Ooh. so much more than just, you know, mm. showing up in doing what you practice like right. the weight of that responsibility mm. it's insane and mm. like forgetting that oh my gosh, oh. but like just knowing that makes it so much sweeter yeah just so much sweeter oh because the end goal oh, is yes. heaven mm, yes. <laughs> that is oh, so yeah. cool oh, you just <laughs> used a phrase that i love and i want to key in the, in on that the weight of responsibility mm. you mm. carry that well yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, know. Oh. I know both in your in your uh, musical and worship leading endeavors, in uh, in your friendships, in your academic pursuits, even going into med school. You will say with your mouth that I'm scared, but you will show with your body that you're excited and you're like, yes, I can't wait to get to the other side of that. And so, talk to us a little bit about how how you manage that weight of responsibility and how does Jesus come into that? Oh, that's so good. Oh man, the weight of responsibility. Um, I feel like just, I think for me, I have to change the attention from like, yes, it's a weight of responsibility and it definitely depends on my actions and my attitude and Mm -hmm. I have to keep that straight. Otherwise it's like, why am I even doing that? Okay. But also it's like, recognizing the fact that God has given me that responsibility and that I'm not doing it alone and that he's like purposely purposefully given me the things that I'm responsible for knowing that 
of course I'm not gonna handle by myself, but he's not gonna give me something that I'm gonna be completely overwhelmed by. You know, mm. even though you know when he falls, because we, we human, we mess up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Whenever I ship that, and I'm like, oh man, uh, I gotta do all these things. I'm looking at the things I'm responsible for, like being a good friend, being a good daughter, and being a, a responsible worship leader. Mm. And when I think about all the things that I have to do. That's when it becomes overwhelming. Okay. And that's when the responsibility becomes like so much where I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. But when I shift that and I'm like, no, this is something that God has specifically given me mm. and out of grace. Out of grace. Ooh. Not even like this is like, you have to be responsible, you have to do all these things. Like, no, he gave that to me out of grace. Like finding the joy in the weight of responsibility Ooh. makes it so much less stressful. I'm telling you. So I'm like, this is a blessing actually. This is not a stressful thing. This is a blessing. I just got goosebumps <laughs> over my whole body. Guys, this is the game. <laughs> okay, so the weight of responsibility, blessing. Brain shift mm. from it's on me to it is a gift, gift. from God yes. because of his grace. Mm. I can trust his heart and mm-hmm. I can find joy yes. in it yes. instead of overwhelm. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to be re-listening to that for myself over and over again. <laughs> wow. Wow. Good. That's a really big deal. It's just once God like slapped me in the face with that. Mm. So I think especially being like a young worship leader because okay. like right when I was like, when I was responsible for like a team, like co-leading a team, mm-hmm. I was like maybe 19 or 20. Okay. Yeah. So, that's like, young. Junior-ish in college. Sophomore. I don't know. Something like that. It was a lot. Cause I think I was so like nervous. I didn't have that responsibility beforehand. And I was just so distracted by just the stress of everything. And like sure. having to like, cause as a worship leader, you want to be upright and you also want to like encourage people, but you also want to balance excellence with, um, uh, like having a worshipful heart. And there's just right. so many like aspects of worship leading that like, I feel like you're kind of thrown into it. Too. At least I was thrown into sure. it. Sure. So it was kind of hard. But um, just having God be like, this ain't about you, bro. Like, this is not about you and your responsibilities. Like, this is about me. This is about God. This is about wow. the grace. Like, aren't like worship me through this. Worship mm. me through the stress and through the the long list of responsibilities. Like, worship me. This is wow. grace. This is blessing. I don't have to give you this. I'm just Ooh. like, oh, shoot. You, you, you kind of right. Ooh, like okay. I could not be convicted to, to serve or anything. And like, that's a, that's a gift. Oh, that's I don't know. Gift. Having that, that mindset shift. I'm just like, wow. it makes even when the most stressful moments, I'm thinking back to like, mm. <laughs> like last year <laughs> being so stressed out and mm. like last minute things or uh, like worship can be stressful. <laughs> oh, it but, can. Sure. Yeah. Any visible yes. ministry. Oh yeah. Has a unique stress. Mm-hmm. Everything has stress. Oh yeah. Everything has Things you have to struggle through, but the visible yeah. ministries, they <laughs> test you. <laughs> they really do. They test you. Oh, but gosh. that's enough. You mentioned a second brain shift, mm-hmm. which is, it's not about you. It's not about me. And it's that is very me. freeing, it seems. Yes. It's so, so mm. freeing. Especially, like you said, being in a visible ministry. It's hard because you're like being yeah. on the stage. You're like right there. And like, mm. oh, I was talking about this too. Like, um, oh, how should I say this? <laughs> I want. I don't want to come off as like. I'll just say it straight up. Say it straight up. And I'll, I. I like to word vomit, so it might come out weird. That's I'm just okay. gonna run with it. Do it. <laughs> I can't wait. But I think it was hard. Um. Uh, one of the, I guess, more recent struggles I've had yeah. as a worship leader, especially like being at Awaken. I'm gonna be very vulnerable here. Mm. But um, 
I think, especially the aspect of like shifting, this isn't about you and yeah. just about being an invisible ministry. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, I, one of my main things as a worship leader is that I don't want the attention to be on me. I don't want this to be about me. I want this to be about God. Yeah. Like, I want, I want to be a reflective mirror or like a window that's just like, you don't even see. Like the mirror, yeah. it, the window is not the main character, you know, like the main yeah. through the window, you know what I mean? I like, love I wanna, that. I want to be that tool. I don't want to be the one that's, you know, being looked at. Yes. It's hard being visible ministry, all this stuff or whatever. Yeah. And I think one of the things I was struggling with was um, having that like edification. I, what we can does is so well. We're like, I feel so edified and mm. like uplifted and encouraged. Um, especially after like singing where it's like, oh, you really um, like let that song so well and all this thing. And it's, it, it's great. Like it feels good. But I, for a long time I was wondering, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I really hope that the attention is not on me and my voice. Cause that's the last thing that I want is for it to be like a performance or a concert. Like right. I don't want that at all. Yeah. Be- I think because I really value excellence, especially mm. in, in worship mm. that sometimes I don't know. I guess I could be distracted, but anyway, we're vomit. Um, back to the point. So, uh, I remember uh, Krishan was encouraging me through that because I was just staring with him. I was like, "Yeah, like uh, I just feel like I just don't want to be a distraction, and like sometimes I hold back lots. <laughs> Not to, I don't want to sound like probably like hold back. No, no. I just I try to like hold back a lot, especially like singing, because I'm like I don't want to be that distraction. And I remember Krishan was like, "No." this is the Holy Spirit. Like when you have those, those urges, not mm-hmm. urges, but like, uh, he, he worded it very well. And when I you can't feel like the prompting yes, to do, to like do like something musically cool, like a run or something. You right. Know, he's like, right. Like run with that. Like mm. if your heart is in the right place, it's going to show. Yeah. And the attention will not be on you. Mm. And I remember he was like, I'll never forget this. Cause I was like, it was so encouraging. He was like, uh, he was like, the way you lead worship, it's not a distraction. As a matter of fact, it helps me yeah. worship easier mm. because of the excellence. And I'm like, oh, shoot, that's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. So that just like, brings you back to the point of like, this isn't about me. Yeah. And even when I'm so obsessed about like making it not about me, I'm making it about me. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, I'm going <laughs> in this circle <laughs> and I can't get out. And so he kind of like pulled me wow. out and he's like, no, no, like the heart it's the heart it's the heart of what you do i love that and i love how you said it before you are the window through which you desire people to see jesus nobody you never look at a window Mm -hmm. you look at what's behind the window and i love that analogy and i and i think that you do it i think that you do it God's strength. <laughs> it is always oh God's, God's strength. strength. <laughs> that is so encouraging. And I echo everything that Christian said. I want yes. you to never hold back. <laughs> never hold back. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I'm like, let me not make this book. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. I am so excited to see how God continues to use you and grow you. And, and so even now as we go into medical school. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so is that the same idea then because Mm. I look at your life and I'm so encouraged because I feel like there is a spectrum of Christianity and maybe there's not this is just what I see and I could be off base there's a spectrum of you got to work hard and you got to do it because it's all on me (laughs) you know that Protestant work ethic and then you have the other extreme of you know what I'm just going to pray and trust God and I'm going to sit and look out the window and worship and do nothing and I and I Know that both extremes are probably not the, the thing, the goal, the right way. But I think that you 
really show me that there is a doing and a striving for excellence and a and a running while trusting God that I think is unique. Or at the very least, I don't see that too often. Uh, can you talk about how your relationship with Jesus motivates you, propels you to to run hard and to achieve the things? Oh, that's so good. I feel like, oh my gosh, this is something, because like, like what you said, being an achiever is like ingrained in mm-hmm. my personality and like what I what I'm passionate about, all these things. And it started from a very young age. I was very <laughs> ambitious. I remember like... I remember like one of the first times I had like a mental breakdown was when I came home with a B and I was like, mom, I'm a failure. (laughs) I am a failure. I got a B and I'm no longer, I want to be straight A's. I want to have perfect grades, all this stuff. So I was very much like a perfectionist. I always strived to like be the best at everything I did and I wanted to do everything. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the one that was interested in everything. This is like pre-Jesus even. And so I was like, yeah, I like, even that plays into like um, my salvation story of like Ooh. how perfectionism was so ingrained in me. And even my early like church experiences going to like a very sort of like legalistic church mm. where um, your works really were elevated more than they should have been. Oh. Um, so I feel like that was also ingrained in me where I felt like I had to do so many things. I had to work for my relationship for God and I had to work to make him happy and proud and all these wow. things. So that was when I did not have a an accurate view of salvation. <laughs> okay. But then after that, uh, I was thinking like, man, I wonder if those things were like God given my like desire to achieve mm-hmm. and to do things, mm-hmm. um, or if it was just like a like a, I guess like a sinful like misconstruction of salvation. If that makes sense, I don't know. Sure. But um, kind of like struggling with that, and then after getting saved, realizing that oh yeah, that's a God given thing. <laughs> Like, my desire to go out and do things and, like, yeah, that, run with the blessings God's given me. You know what I mean? And um, mm. I forgot where I was going with that. My break well, we were off, asking but. you about how Jesus propels you <laughs> yes. in your achievement. But even before we go to that, I'm so curious. <laughs> so someone who is so successful, what was the motivation to receive Jesus? <laughs> how did that That's end? so funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, oh, man, that's so funny. I feel like, honestly, well, that goes into, like, my salvation story, which is kind of a long story, mm. but I don't know if we have time for that. <laughs> All right, well, we but, can um, do the, a part two then. Honestly? I, yeah. I, I love telling my testimonies, so. You know what? How, how long are we talking? Because I feel like it's really important. It's a long podcast. Do it. Just say, just tell us. Salvation story? Okay. If you, <laughs> okay. And if our listeners are pressed for time, they can listen to it double time. That's, okay. Two I think, time speed me. I already talked. A million miles a minute, so that's going to be kind of hard. <laughs> but, you know, do you. I'm here for it. Um, okay, well, I'll go into my song. <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of shared a little bit growing up in a legalistic church and kind of like depending on my works and what I did to be saved. I was the kid that was like, um, I was like, oh, if I lie, man, I'm going to hell. And I would be so scared every now. I'm like, oh, no, like I don't have salvation. Mm. And kind of got tired of thinking that. And I used God as like a genie for a very long time. Um, just cause I, I feel like I didn't have just an accurate view of what salvation was and who God was. Mm. I didn't understand what his love was. Mm. I heard it many times, many times from my parents, from even church, mm-hmm. but I just didn't understand it because I guess the way I was wired and then really being young 
and being exposed to that legalism, I think that like got ingrained in me because I'm so wired to be like, oh, gotta do, gotta do, gotta do. So when I heard church, you gotta do, I was like, okay, gotta do. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, salvation, gotta do, gotta do, gotta do. But mm-hmm. that's not what it was. But um, yeah, so I went through that for a while, um, even through high school. Uh, I went to a Christian school, so that was fun. <laughs> It's a whole other story. <laughs> okay. A whole other struggle. By the but, look um, on your face, it didn't seem to be helpful. It was not very We'll just leave it at that. God still used it. God used it. Okay. It's quite a time. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, really everything, the turning point happened when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So me and my brother were in our house and we got robbed, gunpoint. <gasps> Very scary times, uh, very traumatic experience. I laugh about it now, but it was kind of terrifying. God's redeeming, so it's fine. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was a very scary time. I was 16 at the time, so the most shocking thing was just like being in a near-death experience so young. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I think when you're young, you think you're going to live at your age forever. Right. And being exposed to like my own mortality really was like a punch in the face. Mm. And I remember I was not safe at the time. But I do remember um, when they were like in the house and my brother were like, me and my brother were like locked in our room. Um, I remember just praying, just like, God, please protect my family. And I was like on the verge of tears. I was like, God, please protect my family. I don't care what happens to me. Just let my family be safe. Let my dad be safe. Let my brother be safe. Let the police that came be safe. And thankfully, we were all safe, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that like high of like praising God was unfortunately very short-lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was hit that with that mortality aspect, I really questioned who God was because mm-hmm. I remember I was hearing these things about, oh, God is so loving and He's so caring. And I was like, well, I feel like I haven't done too many bad things. Going back to the whole legalism thing where I was mm-hmm. doing all these things, I felt like I didn't deserve mm-hmm. such a a hard thing for me and my family to go through mm, so right. i thought okay god's not fair uh, and all you guys are liars about <laughs> what, what, what you're talking about like god is love i don't understand that mm. why would he put me through that so uh, i went through a lot of just questioning and um really wondering is god even real then because mm. like if you if there's a god that would let me suffer in that way that's not a god i want to believe in wow so i kind of like just walked away from all that stuff and i was just like nah i'm just gonna i don't care if god's real now i'm gonna live my life my own way Mm. and that was hard because i went through a lot of just like depression and Mm. existential crises i was like well main thing was like if my life could have been taken away so easily then what value does it have wow value in my life and it was the whole like nihilism thing where like everything is meaningless i was Mm. that person it's so funny like people who know me now if you knew me in high school i was the opposite person i was so dark and like wow it was weird like a goth christina i was literally emo girl <laughs> i was emo wow. girl, like just hated life and hated everything had no wow. interest in anything anymore and it was uh tough times and i started a lot with like suicidal ideations and wow. all that stuff yeah. so god thankfully has saved my life so many times but mm. um yeah i went through that for a while and then i remember um my friend invited me to a youth group this is why i said the school was like not the great greatest experience but god still used it mm, so okay. we, they invited me to like a youth group that was going on with the school and i was like oh god these christians oh god they <laughs> me. i've tried this i don't want to try it again mm. but then i was like yeah everything's meaningless so might as well do it <laughs> right doesn't so, matter anyway it doesn't well. matter might as well try it i guess one more time so i was like okay well i'm tired of living like so empty and purposeless and like 
just struggling so hard and mm-hmm. hating life. It just wasn't it for me. So I was like, let me try this one more time. These weird Christians seem so happy. So maybe <laughs> I should give it a shot mm-hmm. one more time. So I went to the youth group. Um, I knew the songs because growing up Christian and all that stuff. And I sang them, put my hands in the air, uh, listened to the teaching intently, just really just waiting for God. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so heartbroken when I went home and I was like, I feel nothing. I felt nothing Aww. at the whole time. People kept telling me, if you just put yourself out there, God will reveal himself. And I was like, where's God? <laughs> where's God? I don't yeah. feel him at all. Like, I don't understand. I've been doing all this stuff. And I just had a heart to heart with God. Where I was like, this is like, I'm at the end. I'm at the, the rope is here. I'm at the end of it. And <laughs> wait, like, to be honest. This, literally. Oh my gosh. I was, I'm surprised God didn't drag me down because things I said, I was scared. <laughs> I don't deserve to be alive right now because he could have just, well, but he's so graceful and uh, mm. merciful. Oh my gosh. But I remember being like, God, I need you to reveal yourself to me because mm. this is not the way I want to live. I'm not going to continue living this life because I hate this feeling of being purposeless yeah. and feeling empty. I'm ending my life. I don't want to be like this anymore unless you reveal yourself to me right now. Life is bold. I said right now. <laughs> okay. God said bet. <laughs> so, I'm so, so grateful to God. Wow. Like, and you, oh gosh. Anyway, but he, um, I remember God like speaking to me, which is so crazy to think now. Cause I, was, I wasn't saved, but I knew it was the voice of God. Yeah. And he was just saying, you are enough. And I was like, the heck does that mean, first of all? And then I was like, whoa. Wow. Whoa, he actually did it. <laughs> he actually listened to me. Wait, what? Word. He's real. Ah. I was like, okay. Word. God is real. Um, Where do I go from here? And I was like, okay, I did say I was going to pursue this if you spoke to me. So I guess I had to follow through now. <laughs> wow. I was like, I was, I was nervous, but I was excited. Yeah. I was like, okay. I have something to like strive for. Mm. But at the same time, I was like, I still don't understand. Like, I'm still so confused. I don't know what those words mean. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand God's love completely. Sure. So I was like, okay, let me start over. I went through the book of Luke and it was like, it finally clicked. Like wow. reading about Jesus, I was like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Like that's who God, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like it's not about me. It's not about my works. Mm-hmm. Like it's just God's mercy to me. Like <laughs> and grace, like oh, the sacrifice. And it just hit me like a brick. And I was like, oh, this is who God is. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to pursue that. Wow. Like, that's a pretty good purpose right there. So I remember I was like, okay, God, I'm yours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was tough because I, I think I had a false expectation where like, okay, now I'm saved. I'm going to not struggle with depression anymore. Life's going to be good. I'm going to be happy again. Ooh. It wasn't like that yeah. <laughs> at all. It was a struggle because I was still at the school where I was surrounded by people who called themselves Christians, but they weren't living out their faith. So yeah. I was like, I just don't understand what I'm doing. And then God brought me to GCL in uh, college. GCL is Gator Christian Life, Gator a Christian student Life. group at yep. University of Florida. Love those people. Yeah. They're so awesome. And mm. um, yeah, uh, can't say it's been perfect ever since, but the difference wow. is, even though there's still the same struggles, it's different because there's peace. Ooh. And there's like, I know that I'm not alone in my suffering. Because before, I really was alone in my suffering. Like, God was there, yes, but I didn't have him in my heart. Yeah. So I was just struggling alone. Wow. And, like, there was no meaning to my suffering either, which wow. is what it felt like so much. But, like, now, even going through those struggles, going through, like, still struggling with depression, yeah. and knowing that 
God is on my side and that I can just like be like, hey God, I'm not feeling it. And he's like there for me and there's mm. peace and there's even joy. <laughs> joy and depression is weird. Wow. It only but makes sense in the Christian literally, faith. It makes no sense in other, any other uh. context. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Christina, that's incredible. I've never heard your testimony. Really? I had never heard that. <gasps> that's so funny. I, I thought I told you that. No, I would have remembered that. <laughs> I love that. And what a, that. how many people, because America is a Christian nation or was, I'm not sure where we are now, but <laughs> I think everyone on the street has heard Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Yeah. But you don't get that it's love that took him there. Yes. It yes. was love that that did the work so you mm. wouldn't have to work for it because yes. you yes. could never earn it. You cannot. You cannot. Yeah. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> and then and then he's like, here, just receive it. And then you when it clicked for you reading Luke, yep. yes. you're like, oh it sounds that like you were sense. so relieved. Oh yeah. It was a weight off the shoulders. Mm. Like that instant sh- not instant. Actually, no, it was instant because God was like, this is truth. And I was like, okay, yeah, you bring it. <laughs> I'm like, it's not about what you do. You can't earn it because that's not going to work. Yeah. It's about grace. Take the gift, man. I'm giving it to you. <laughs> take it. That's all you have to do is take, take the it. gift, man. Don't work for the gifts. Oh my gosh. Mm. Oh, it's that's so incredible. Good. All right. So come in full circle too. Yes. As an achiever, yeah. how does Jesus yeah. in your relationship with him mm. propel you to do works, not to earn his yes. favor, yeah. but to just achieve for the joy of it. Mm. What does that look like? And oh, how good. does Jesus inform your achievement? Oh, that's so good. Oh, it's sad. Ah. <laughs> I hope I don't ramble. I'm going to try my best. If I do ramble, it. just really back in. Okay. Um, <laughs> that is so good. And uh, like I kind of said before, like realizing that this like, achieving mentality is is god given Mm. and um just like i feel like i've always been convicted to strive for excellence and to strive for things not to earn anything Mm. but because again just going back to like it's a blessing like the things that i i'm motivated to do and that i desire to do is a blessing from god because mm. i could be sitting like a a stump what is it a rock what is it i don't know the phrase <laughs> a bump on a log a bump on a log <laughs> <laughs> i could be sitting i could be sitting like a bump on a log with no desire to do anything mm. and the fact that god has given me those desires to mm-hmm. just like pursue things is like a blessing wow. and i find such like enjoyment and passion in, in doing those things because and oh my gosh there's just like oh I, I literally my brain is going through 600 thought processes at once good but spit it out i feel like <laughs> i feel like um oh my gosh i don't even know how to word the words right now but like yeah it's like those things the desire to achieve it is a blessing from god mm. and it's grace from god it's mm-hmm. not just from me or from wanting to mm like pump myself up and have these accolades or anything it's because mm. god's goodness and god's excellence is shown through that it's not about yes. me because me and myself i can do nothing mm. i can do nothing if i tried to do things that i do now on my own strength mm. i would be garbage <laughs> i would i would fail at everything that i try to do or even if i did quote unquote, you can't see my arms, but I'm quote unquote, I succeed at these things, yeah. it would have no meaning because mm. I wouldn't have Christ to back it up, you know? Yeah. And like, that's why the things that I strive to do, I'm doing it for the kingdom. 
and it mm. has a meaning behind it. That's why wow. that I feel like that's the connection that I make through. So yes. for you, it sounds like you went through such a long season of mm. purposelessness yeah. that now that yes. rock solid purpose mm. motivates you yes. so much. Cause it's so worth it. Mm. It makes what you're trying to do have actual meaning. And I'm thinking about like when I didn't have that and I was trying to pursue the same thing, like school, wow. I was, even before I was saved, I wanted to strive for excellence in school. Yeah. I wanted straight A's. I wanted to be the top of the class, number one. Even now, I still have that desire. But before, it was because, I don't know, I just wanted to look great and perfect and all these yeah. things or whatever. But now, it's because God has made me a steward of being a student. Mm. So I want to make him, not like earn his proudness, but I want to be a good steward of what he's given me mm. and the, the place that he's put me. Yes. So like the grace that I could not be a student. I could, there could be so many obstacles that would mm. stop me from being a student. But by the grace of God, I can be in college. I've made it to like going to med school soon yeah, and even amazing. going through undergrad. Like because I have received that grace, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna run with that. Like I'm gonna <laughs> do the best I can because wow. I might I because God didn't have to give me that. It's and not, because he did, I want like I know it sounds yes. like what I'm what I'm hearing you say, what I'm seeing you, you guys, I wish you could see her. Uh. She's <laughs> flailing her arms really in am. joy. <laughs> So there's two things I'm hearing you say. Mm -hmm. One, you no longer work for his love. You work from his love. Yes. And the second thing I'm hearing you say is mm -hmm. you are so thankful for his gift. Yeah. You are using it every day. 100%. It's out of gratitude. Out of gratitude. And you're using his gift with gratitude mm. and as, a, as your worship back to him because you're so thankful for that purpose. Yes. That's exactly. Oh. That's, you put the words. To oh, me. you said it. You said it. I'm just reflecting back to you. Oh my gosh, Christia, I'm so encouraged. And I feel like in my, in my brain where I do struggle with how do I look at achievement and striving, mm -hmm. I struggle with that. And I feel like you've painted such a clear and motivating picture, not just for me, but I'm sure all the listeners um, to, to motivate us, to propel us, to find where Jesus has us and what he mm. has for us and then run with it with joy. Yes, yes. And that's exciting. That's really exciting. <laughs> ah! I love it. All right. So as we are wrapping up, because it's called Jesus time, can you share with us what Jesus told you in your time with him recently? Oh, God has been punching me in the face gently. <laughs> with so many truths, man. It's like insane. Oh my, I don't even know where it's like, it's like every day it's something different. I'm just like, oh, thank mm. you for your grace. <laughs> I feel like the main thing is, oh, how do I even, oh, I can't, I don't know if I can consolidate all thoughts. I think the, the main umbrella of what I'm learning mm -hmm. is, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> I was talking about this earlier and I articulated it a little bit better. I'm going to try my best to do it again. Okay. But it's like. The closer that you walk with God, the farther that you get in your faith with him, the more that he reveals about where you fall short. Ooh. And the, the, the more that he does that, the more your mindset changes. Like I'm thinking to my younger Christian days when I was a baby believer and God was like slowly revealing the things that I struggled with or the, the sins that I had. And now it, it was like a punch in the chest, man. I was just like, oh, so much shit. And God wasn't putting the shame on me. I was putting the shame on myself. Right. I was like, I'm so shameful. I should do better. I should know better. I'm a Christian. I'm living for Christ now. Like I should be doing these things so much better. And when I learned more about God's character, now that when he reveals these things to me, which it, I feel like he reveals more and more and more yeah. at one time, 
it's no longer like this overwhelming shame thing because I know that's not God's intention mm. for me to be overwhelmed with shame. He just wants me to, honestly, it's the grace of God that I can even, that he even reveals it to me. <laughs> I'm yes. just like, thank you for revealing where I fall short because I want to look more like you. Ooh. And I don't want to be blind to, you know, sin or um, things in my life that I need, you know, to change, to look more like Christ. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I lost my thought. But, uh, <laughs> but, well, the yeah. umbrella of him, as yes. the closer you get to yes. Christ, the deeper you are in your walk with yes. him. Yes, it's like, I see so much more grace and mercy now. Mm. Rather than that shame and disgrace and like all that, it's become, the more he reveals to me, the more I realize how graceful and merciful God's love is for me. Wow. Because I'm just like, wow, this God loves me so much because look at all this stuff. Not, wow. not that it's about me or my sure. story, but like God still loves me through all this stuff and he's going to work with me through all these things that he's revealing to me. Like wow. it's out of love and mercy and grace and i was just like praising i'm like god ah oh, thank you <laughs> i'm just so glad that that mind shift has happened though that it's no longer overwhelmed with shame when it, when god reveals those things to me it's right. like i'm just so grateful to god like he has so much grace and mercy towards yes. me I'm like, oh. and the way you're wired you showed me once that the worst thing for you is failure yeah <laughs> That's the worst thing that can happen. Literally. And God has taken your worst fear yeah. and your the worst thing and he's transformed it to, hey, yes. you no longer have to fear failure because it it just means you're going to be closer to me yes. Yes. and then I'm going to make you more like me. Yeah. So now there's really nothing mm. to fear. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And it's oh. no longer like a running away either. Like, oh, I have these things I got to hide from God. I should run because I'm just not holy yet. I'm just so struggling it's like no god's like come closer <laughs> here are the things you're trying to come closer to me though like don't run i'm right here come here i'm like oh okay <laughs> oh yeah yeah okay oh, so beautiful oh, i just read this meme the other day it's like the difference between oh i messed up i better not tell dad mm-hmm. or wow i messed up i better go tell dad yes Yes, that like is that's a shift. the difference. It's a that's shift, and it's yeah. and when you know mm. God's heart towards you, yes. that's an easy shift. Mm. I agree. Amen. <laughs> Amen, sister. Ah, Amen. Christia, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you appreciate doing this for us. I know we're we are also thankful. I say we. Anyone who hears this uh, cannot help but be encouraged. Oh. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on Jesus Time. I know you're blessed. I was blessed. And I hope that your Jesus Times are filled with God's grace and purpose and freedom. I love you so much.